Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. One thing is for sure, these wise men were watching for the Messiah to come. Very few people were watching for the Messiah. These men were watching for the Messiah. The religious leaders weren't watching for the Messiah to come. You know, the Messiah was born and living in Bethlehem, and the religious people were clueless. They had no idea. Religious people quite often are clueless when it comes to Jesus. In today's message, Pastor Dan is going to bring you into a very familiar story, the Christmas story. He's going to talk about the Magi traveling from far away to come see Jesus. These foreigners were watching and waiting for the Messiah to come, unlike the religious leaders of the time. If you put yourself into that story, where would you fit? Do you faithfully attend church out of duty and religion? Or do you eagerly watch and wait for Jesus to come again because you have fallen in love with him? Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Matthew chapter 2 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. Matthew chapter 2, beginning in verse 1. Now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who was, has been born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him. And when Herod the king heard this, he was troubled and all Jerusalem with him. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. And so they said to him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet, But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are not the least among the rulers of Judah, for out of you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod when he had secretly called the wise men, determined from them what time the star appeared, and he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the young child, and when you have found him, bring back word to me that I may come and worship him also. And when they heard the king, they departed. Behold, the star which had been in the east went before them till it came and stood over where the young child was. And when they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceedingly great joy. And when they had come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary, his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented gifts to him, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. 
Then, being divinely warned in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed for their own country another way. When they departed, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream, saying, Arise, take the young child and his mother, flee to Egypt, and stay there until I bring you word, for Herod will seek the young child to destroy him. When he arose, he took the young child and his mother by night and departed for Egypt and was there until the death of Herod, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, Out of Egypt I call my son. And then Herod, when he saw that he was deceived by the wise men, was exceedingly angry, and he sent forth and put to death all the male children who were in Bethlehem and in all its districts from two years old and under, according to the time which he had determined from the wise men. Then was fulfilled what was spoken by Jeremiah the prophet, saying, A voice was heard in Ramah, lamentation, weeping, and great mourning, Rachel weeping for her children, refusing to be comforted, because they are no more. Now when Herod was dead, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt, saying, Arise, take the young child and his mother, and go to the land of Israel. For those who sought the young child's life are dead. And then he arose, took the young child and his mother, and came into the land of Israel. But when he had heard that Archelaus was reigning over Judea instead of his father Herod, he was afraid to go there, and being warned by God in a dream, he turned aside into the region of Galilee. And he came and dwelt in a city called Nazareth, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the prophets, he shall be called a Nazarene. Lord, we thank you for your word today. and. Lord, these verses are very familiar to us, Lord, but we pray that you would just give us a a fresh look at them and a fresh insight, fresh understanding, Lord. We ask that your spirit would be our teacher. Lord, we ask that you would open our eyes and our ears and our hearts to your word today. Lord, we pray that you would minister to each of us through your word. And Lord, I ask and pray that your spirit would be upon me to teach your word. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, remember, Matthew writes to Jews primarily. And he writes to show that Jesus is the Messiah and King of the Jews that was promised in the Old Testament. In chapter 1, Matthew established that Jesus has the credentials of the Messiah and King of the Jews. He was a son of David and a son of Abraham. And now in Matthew chapter 2, Matthew shows that Jesus was born in the right place. The Messiah must be born in the city of Bethlehem, according to the scriptures. In chapter 2, we have the wise men from the east that come to worship Jesus. Now, in uh, Christmas cards and Christmas carols and nativity sets, The wise men are always depicted as three kings that were present at the birth of Jesus Christ. However, when we look at the biblical account, we realize that's not accurate. I'm not trying to ruin your Christmas. I'm just saying that's inaccurate according to the inspired, inerrant, infallible word of God. Right. So you can go with your nativity set. Or you can go with the inerrant, inspired, infallible word of of God. Notice in verse 1, the wise men arrived 
after Jesus was born in Bethlehem. They weren't there for the birth of Jesus. We'll see later in the chapter, they arrived as much as two years after Jesus was born. So if you display a nativity set on your mantle at Christmas, you may want to put the wise men in another room, right? And just, you know, they're on their way to Bethlehem, and every day leading up to Christmas, you can move them a little bit closer to the mantle. Now, we're told here in verse 1, it was in the days of Herod the king. And this is speaking of Herod the Great. And this encounter between the wise men and Herod the Great takes place in Jerusalem at Herod's palace. By the way, for you note takers and Bible nerds like me, this is also where Jesus was questioned by Pontius Pilate 30 years later and condemned in the same, same location. But this is where it takes place. The wise men show up in Jerusalem. They go to Herod's palace, and they meet with Herod the Great. And let me just give you some background information about Herod the Great. I think to help you better appreciate this story, Herod was from Edomia, or Edom. He was an Edomite. The Edomites were descendants of Esau. If you remember the story of Esau and Jacob from the book of Genesis, Jacob was the younger brother. Esau was the older brother, but Jacob was given the birthright over his brother Esau. And God had predicted and prophesied that the older brother will serve the younger brother. And here there's a descendant of Esau that is king over the descendants of Jacob, the Jews. So remember, Matthew's writing to a Jewish audience. And with Herod, it's like the roles were reversed. The older is not serving the younger. The younger is serving the older. There's a son of Esau that is king over the sons of Jacob. Things are out of order here. Things are out of God's order. Herod converted to the Jewish religion, so he had some knowledge of Jewish scripture. Herod was appointed the king of the Jews by the Roman emperor, so he was given the title, the king of the Jews. It wasn't his birthright. It's a political appointment. And Herod was a madman. He was very, very paranoid. Instead of calling him Herod the Great, we could call him Herod the Paranoid. Uh, He constantly feared people were plotting to take the kingdom from him. And that's, that's important to the story. As a result of his paranoia, Herod built several fortresses that he could flee to if needed and escape back to Idumea. Uh, One was called the Herodium, another was called Masada, and he built them kind of in a chain leading down south back towards Edom to Idumea. Herod also, in his paranoia, put people to death he thought were conspiring against him, including his uncle, his brother-in-law, his mother-in-law, his wife, and three of his own sons. Caesar Augustus said it's safer to be Herod's pig than his son. Because Herod was kosher. He kept kosher and didn't eat pork. Herod knew 
that he was disliked by the people of Judah. So when Herod was on his deathbed and knew that he would die soon, he commanded his army to go throughout Judea and arrest all of the prominent and important people in Judea, which numbered in the thousands. And he ordered them to bring them to a stadium in Jericho and commanded that when he dies, that all of those prominent people should be put to death too, so that there would be mourning throughout the kingdom of, of Judah when he died. Fortunately, that order was ignored when Herod died. So Herod was paranoid, paranoid that someone would attempt to take his throne, take his kingdom. You're listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton of Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City, Maryland. We'll return to the second half of today's message in a moment. But first, here's a word from Pastor Dan. It's my privilege to share the Word of God with you through our radio ministry, Ring of Truth. Thank you for tuning in each day. Hey, I would love to hear from you. Will you take a moment to email me to tell me how these daily studies have ministered to you? I want to hear your story. You can email me through our website at calvaryec.com. That's calvaryec.com. Thanks, Pastor Dan. Now let's join him again for the conclusion of today's edition of Ring of Truth. Now look at verse 1 again. We see in verse 1 that one day wise men from the east show up in Jerusalem saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east, and we have come to worship him. We're here to worship the rightful king of the Jews. We're here to worship the legitimate king of the Jews, the one born the king of the Jews. Not the one appointed by Caesar, but the one born the king of the Jews. Verse 3 says that Herod, when he heard this, was troubled, and all of Jerusalem with him. And I'm sure he was. Now, these wise men here, they, they raise some questions for, for us. First of all, who were they? And secondly, how did they know about the king of the Jews? Who were they? Well, we don't know for sure who they were. You know, they just kind of show up here out of nowhere. The phrase wise men is a translation of a Greek word from which we get the name magi. Maybe you've heard that term before. The Magi. Now, the Christmas carol says there were three of them. uh, Because they present three gifts to Jesus. But the text doesn't say there were only three wise men. There were likely a lot more than three wise men. There may have been hundreds of men in this entourage from the east. And so this is like an army rolling into the capital city of Jerusalem, looking for the legitimate king of the Jews. No wonder the whole city is troubled by their arrival. These wise men are from the east. Uh, they're, They're from Mesopotamia. They're from the area of the old Babylonian empire. The Babylonians, the Bible tells us, the Babylonians had wise men. They had magi. And the Magi continued 
Uh, even after the Babylonian Empire passed off the scene, they continued into the Medo-Persian Empire and onward, even until the time of Jesus Christ. So the wise men originated in Babylon. How do they know about the king of the Jews? In the book of Daniel. Right? Daniel the prophet was a captive living in the Babylonian empire during the Babylonian captivity. And Daniel chapter 2 verse 48, if you're taking notes, Daniel chapter 2 verse 48 tells us that Daniel was made the chief administrator over the wise men of Babylon. Daniel, the prophet, was put in charge of the Magi and Babylon. And and it seems, we can't say for sure, but it seems that Daniel, being in charge of the Magi in Babylon, he taught the Magi about the coming king of the Jews. He shared the scriptures with them and the prophecies about the king of the Jews. Plus, remember that Daniel received the most remarkable prophecy of all about the coming Messiah and king of the Jews. In Daniel chapter 9, verse 25, we're given the exact year the Messiah would come. Exactly 483 years after the decree to rebuild and restore Jerusalem. And so they knew. They knew the year the Messiah would come. And one thing is for sure, these wise men were watching for the Messiah to come, and very few people were watching for the Messiah. These men were watching for the Messiah. The religious leaders weren't watching for the Messiah to come. You know, the Messiah was born and living in Bethlehem, and the religious people were clueless. They had no idea. Religious people quite often are clueless when it comes to Jesus. These these wise men were carefully watching and waiting for the king of the Jews, and they were ready when he came to seek him and worship him. Now, the Bible says we should be watching for Jesus Christ to come again for his church. And we should be looking up because our redemption is drawing near. We should be soberly watching and ready to go. Jesus said, watch, therefore, for you do not know what hour your Lord is coming. He says in Luke 12, let your waist be girded and your lamps burning and you yourselves be like men who wait for their master when he will return from the wedding, that when he comes and knocks, they may open to him immediately. Blessed are those servants whom the master, when he comes, will find watching. We're to be watching. We're to be looking for Jesus to come. To take us to heaven. Blessed are those servants whom the master, when he comes, finds watching. You know, the wise men, they have the scriptures that tell them the Messiah will come and when he will come. And they're watching and waiting for him based on what they read in the word. You and I, based on what we read in the word, we're watching and waiting for Jesus Christ to come. In verse two, the wise men tell Herod they saw his star in the east or from the east, and they followed his star to Judea. Now, this star is pretty interesting here. I don't believe it's a literal star, 
because it doesn't do what stars do. What do I mean by that? Well, first of all, it moved from east to west, and then it seems to have disappeared once they got to Jerusalem. Then it reappears, and it guides them from Jerusalem to Bethlehem, which is south. And so it changes directions. It goes from east to west and then from north to south. And then it just stops and hovers over one particular house in Bethlehem. Uh, So it doesn't behave like a star. Neither was it a conglomeration of planets, as some say it is. And neither was it a comet. It's just not acting like that. So I don't think that's what it is. I believe it was the Shekinah glory of God. You know, the Shekinah glory of God was used at the announcement of the birth of Jesus to the shepherds in Luke's gospel. I believe this is the Shekinah glory of God. It looks like a star. It's leading the wise men to Jesus. Now, if you're taking notes, there's a messianic prophecy in Numbers chapter 24, verse 17. And I'll read it to you. Numbers 24, 17 where it says, speaking of the Messiah, I see him, but not now. I behold him, but not near. A star shall come out of Jacob. A scepter shall rise out of Israel. In Numbers twenty four seventeen, the Messiah is described as a star rising out of Jacob. And because of this prophecy in Numbers twenty four seventeen, a star became a symbol or an emblem of the Messiah. In Israel, you see stars in the architecture of ancient synagogues, for example, because of this prophecy about the Messiah. It's a symbol of the Messiah, the star that will rise out of Jacob. It's a symbol of the messianic hope of Israel. Think about the flag of Israel. The flag of Israel has you know, two blue stripes, or it's bordered, it's white with a blue border. The flag is to look like a Jewish prayer shawl. And in the middle of it, there's a star, the star of David, the shield of David. That star represents the messianic hope of Israel, their hope in their Messiah. And so these wise men, they see this star that shall come out of Jacob, the Messiah. They see it. They follow it. Verse 3. And when Herod the king heard this, he was troubled And all Jerusalem with him. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. Remember, I said Herod had converted to Judaism. And notice here in verse 4, Herod is familiar with the Messiah. And he asked the chief priests and the scribes, the, the religious experts, where the Christ Messiah was to be born. Now, these are the same chief priests and scribes that will become the biggest enemies of Jesus Christ. And oppose him and conspire to have him crucified. So Herod asks where the Messiah was to be born. And look at verse 5. They immediately know the answer and can even quote the Bible verse from memory. You know, they don't, they don't pull out their phone and open their Bible app and say, well, let me, let me look. I don't know. Uh, I think there's a verse that talks about where he's going to be born. Do you remember what the name of that, you know, where that is in the Bible? No, they know the verse. Look at verse 5. So they said to him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet, But you, Bethlehem, and the land of Judah, are not the least among the rulers of Judah, for out of you shall come a ruler who will shepherd 
my people Israel. The religious leaders, listen, they know about God, but they don't know God. They know about God, but they don't know God. He asked me how I know, and I say, bring truer than the finest crystal. You've been listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Pastor Dan has been teaching through the book of Matthew, the first book in the New Testament. Pastor Dan has more to share with you next time, but if you have any questions or would like to talk to us and have any prayer requests, we'd love to hear from you. You can reach us at 410-491-4592. That number again is 410-491-4592. You can also get in touch with us by visiting our website. Go to calvaryec.com and look under the About tab, then click on Contact. You're welcome to submit prayer requests on our website, too. If you're interested in finding additional messages from this series, you can access those at calvaryec.com as well, under the Media tab. Have you connected with a local church? If not, we encourage you to find a church family. It will help guide and support you in your faith. If you're in the area, please join us at Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City, in Columbia, Maryland. For more details, visit calvaryec.com. Our website is a great place to find out what we believe. And you can also get to know Pastor Dan a little more. Feel free to explore and learn more at calvaryec.com. In our next edition, you'll have the opportunity to gain some additional insights from this New Testament book. Pastor Dan will help bring some things to light for you right here on Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that crack. Rings true.